Welcome to episode 29 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw, and joining me today is my regular co-host, Mr. Matthew Aguilar. What up? And stepping back from his usual uh, ivory tower desk <laughs> and joining us in front of the camera is producer Jim Viscardi, who What's we probably up? start uh, introducing at the top of every show. You've been on like every show, but I don't think we ever actually tell people oh, yeah, that's, who you yeah, are. Yeah, kind of true. Fun. Right? I was listening to some old episodes, oh, and I was like, mm, I have notes. I have, I have several <laughs> notes, but that's one of them. So producer Jim Viscardi is going to be joining us on the couch today. Because we're going to be uh, just talking through some things that have been happening. I mean, it's just been Game of Thrones, Avengers Endgame, Game of Thrones, Avengers Endgame around here. But some new news is starting to break through. The clouds are starting to part on those. So we are going to get into some things. But uh, ironically, we're not going too far from the realm of <laughs> yeah. Marvel at all. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the new Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, which dropped and is giving us our first look at the MCU after Avengers Endgame. We're also going to be talking about new rumors of a Deadpool cartoon finally coming, but maybe not the one we thought. We're also going to talk about Avengers Endgame's success and will it be the biggest movie of all time, if we have time, we'll talk about that at least. And for our main event today, we are going to be talking about the new slate of Disney Fox movies so that were just movies. kind of like, yeah, released. We're going to get into the main points because there's some big things in there to talk about. This is Disney's new slate after the Fox acquisition and all the movies they're going to be putting out. And... As always, Mr. Aguilar over here will be taking us through the hottest things happening in comics this week. What, what? So, let's get started by talking about Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I love that they use that as his yeah. theme song in the MCU now. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty great. Um, it's not just an old lady on the street playing like a little, a little tune. It's an actual mm -hmm. theme song. So, to this week, we got the end of the Avengers Endgame spoilers embargo. Uh, the Russo brothers officially dropped it just in time for us to talk with Joe Russo. So if you haven't seen that, by the way, we have a whole bonus episode of the podcast where Brandon Davis sits down with Joe Russo, director, co-director of Avengers Endgame, for one hour and talks all the spoilers. And so it's awesome. It's in sure the feed, so you'll see it. In, yeah. You'll see it as the episode before this one. Yep. So make sure because I know you, if you've been following the numbers, yeah, we're going to an episode. 29 right now, but right. there is this bonus episode that you do not want to miss. Be sure to check that out. Ow, back to uh, the here and now. The Spider-Man Far From 2 trailer drop, it had to kind of have this whole ceremony about the Avengers Endgame spoilers because right when this trailer started, <laughs> I mean, this is just post-Endgame kind of reality for the MCU and our first look at it. Uh, Iron Man's dead. Peter Parker's in serious mourning. He has this new mission while he's on vacation in Europe. Um, after he's trying to step up and be more of kind of an Avenger and really, you know, fight crime, he goes on vacation. And he gets recruited by Nick Fury to kind of handle these elemental monsters. And along the way, meets a new ally, villain. We're going to see both. We just know that Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio seemed pretty simple at first, but now this role has gotten really complicated as this trailer kind of posits this idea that this isn't Mysterio from the main uh, MCU universe, but rather a character from a different universe. So, I mean, right off the bat, we're now in a world without Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. Uh, these people kind of trying to step up and be new Avengers. We're fully into the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse, which actually gets name dropped. Well, are we though? Okay, we'll get into that. <laughs> But I'm just talking about what we've seen in the trailer. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just our real first look at the world of the MCU after Endgame, which I think is going to make Far From Home 
uh, much more interesting. Possibly Sony's first billion-dollar Spider-Man movie. We were we were just talking. I think it was just last week about how unexcited we were for Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I was never there with you. I love Spider-Man. Yeah. I love Homecoming. But <laughs> I mean, I know we that said like this was just going to be like a TV episode compared to like a major right. cinematic event. Like, this yeah. trailer totally changes my entire feeling. I think for that movie, for for the most part, I still think I have got some reservations on it. But I'm but this totally made me be like, oh, all right, yeah, no, I'm in. But it makes it seem relevant. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and my thing was it was that I wasn't excited for it, ex aside from to see how the universe was after Endgame. That was my biggest thing about this movie was that the only reason I'm interested is to see this multiverse stuff, how that plays out, to see this world where Tony Stark is not around and Captain America is not around. That's the only interesting thing about it. And in this trailer, that held up like... I'm not really, I don't, I don't care less about the elementals and all the other stuff. I want to see who is this Mysterio? Is he truly from a different, you know, different universe, different time? But what happened there? Is it ours? Is there still one around? Like, those are questions I have going into this. That has got my antennas up. Mm -hmm. But everything else is still kind of like, yeah, it's fine. It's going to be fun. It's yeah. going to be fun. I mean, I feel like there's still a lot of true to Mysterio, there's a lot of misdirection mm -hmm. in this story. I think, all, I think all of it is misdirection. Because the elementals seem really generic and mm -hmm. flat and thin, and it doesn't, and while they're kind of using these big sequences, they don't seem like major important sequences. We don't see like Peter in a moment of like real serious like peril, like losing a battle with one of these elementals, yeah. or we don't see right. them doing things you think you'd see in blockbuster movies, like forming up into like one big giant monster <laughs> or anything like so yeah, there is this whole question about who Mysterio is, like what's this whole storyline about him? Is this a real guy from another timeline? Is this just Mysterio's mind tricks using the events of like the snap and mm -hmm. you know the restitution or whatever we're going to be end up calling it? Like, there. <laughs> so so I totally am of the opinion that Mysterio is not from is not a multiverse Mysterio. It is just the main six one six Mysterio, mainly because one, it's Mysterio. That's kind of his shtick. Right. Mm -hmm. But also, um, I would not be surprised if they pulled this from um, the Spider-Man story that Bendis did a couple of, uh, God, it feels like forever ago now. But the whole premise of that was Mysterio discovered that there was a, a different universe, but didn't necessarily like fully commit into traveling. And so he had created basically like a robot or slash avatar to send into the ultimate universe. And so... The Mysterio in the Ultimate Universe, I believe, is just regular Mysterio kind of controlling it from, from home. I don't think we'll necessarily get that, but Mysterio potentially knowing about the multiverse kind of and kind of playing it, it <laughs> playing off that and being like, I'm from another universe, um, I think will be will be kind of a big crux of it. But yeah, no, uh, Mysterio totally turns on Spider-Man and Nick Fury. and So yeah, I mean... That's, so that's a big question is that's this villain story and like what the real hook of it is. But so far, I think it, it did what it's supposed to do, mm -hmm. which is Mysterio get us thirsty. Great. I was going to say, he yeah, looks dope. The costume oh, looks like, great. Oh my God. The action in this looks great. I mean, the kind of, there's a sequence of Spider-Man just taking on like regular villains in the beginning and that mm -hmm. all looks awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and his kind of quipping and banter and saying, you know, his kind of role of trying to step up and be this hero. That all looks interesting. Um, yeah, what happens when they get to Europe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it achieved its main goal, which is make us thirsty for the next chapter of the MCU. So if you haven't checked out the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, be sure to go on the site, check that out. We'll have breakdowns for you all over the place. Moving right along. 
Jim Viscardi, your buddy, mm-hmm. Mr. Rob Liefeld, creator mm-hmm. of Deadpool, kind of dropped a little bomb on us mm-hmm. today by uh, revealing that there may be a new Deadpool cartoon in the works. Now, a little background, Deadpool's become really popular thanks to Ryan Reynolds and that movie franchise, even more so than he already has. I mean, he's already been a marketing cash cow for years. Mm-hmm. Basically, there was going to be a Deadpool cartoon at FX, a very adult Deadpool cartoon created by Donald Glover, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, creator of Atlanta, Childish Gambino, and his brother. Um, and it got kind of killed before it could get out of uh, development and mm-hmm. into production fully. Um, the network, I guess, didn't like some things or thought it was too edgy or whatever. I, think it was, I don't think it was the network. I think it was Marvel. probably more Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Marvel because, it was too kind Well, because Donald put out those scripts, and you can yeah. see in those scripts that they were probably just a little bit too far than Marvel wanted to go. But at the same time, I think it was probably more. That's just, that's so, that makes no sense to right. me. Well, that's, I know. It makes absolutely that's yeah. sense. That's classic Jim Viscardi, uh, that ex-Marvel PR at work <laughs> saying, like, no they went really ham on this Deadpool cartoon with, like, killing Taylor Swift jokes <laughs> and, yeah. like, kind of racism jokes. So, you know, things that, de- yeah. like, the Deadpool does. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> things that a psychotic mercenary might say or do. But, like, I mean, ever Marvel since, like, Ever since Deadpool showed up in that episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, they have always wanted to try and figure out a way to do it, right? But I don't think the timing ever worked out. I think the Donald Glover thing left a really bad taste in everyone's mouth um, in the sense that, you know, it kind of put Marvel back into a corner. And I think, you know, people are upset that that, that's not the cartoon that we're going to get because I think that would have been immensely popular but i gotta remember like all this happened before the disney marvel purchase right and so this would have been on fx and so it would have been i don't know would it have been competition i I don't necessarily know but i feel like had the timeline have just shifted a little bit and like the disney fox purchase kind of went through i think we may have had a chance of getting this one out but i mean there's always going to be a deadpool cartoon kind of in in the works always my concern is that like and this is it's going to come off as a knock but it kind of is but I, like i don't want it to be one of those man of action produced type cartoons okay like the ones who do traditionally do most of the animation and stuff for, for marvel because i think that'll be played incredibly too safe and that's just I, I just don't know how you do that with deadpool yeah i mean the ultimate spider-man episode of deadpool is one of the most popular by far mm-hmm but I don't know if that version of Deadpool could occupy. It can't. Yeah, it, would it drive, can't carry. It would drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole like nonstop talking about motor mouth sounding like the micro machine man. Like I don't know if you could do that. For, no, like, a whole that's thing. great in small, small, small doses. doses. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, especially when you just need a character to out zany Spider Man and out quip Spider Man, mm-hmm. like you know. But also too, I like I want like you want a different style, right? You don't want that sort of sanitized. Marvel animation look you want. No, I want the something that's going to be edgy. I want a reflection and... of what the movies are. Um, possibly one a little toned down for like kids, but like still more of a reflection of what the movies are. Yeah. Um, and that's the strongest thing for the brand right now. Mm-hmm. So, Rob Liefeld didn't know anything. He just tossed his grenade in here and said, "I don't know anything else." But oh, uh, I, I mean, if there's anyone who knows, it's going to be it's going to be Rob. So I'm sure that there is definitely one coming. Character. Yeah. <laughs> if there if there's one coming, there's one coming, and I, and hopefully Rob, you know, sort of tossing this out into the ether, you know, is is the the Deadpool movie like catalyst. I kind of feel the bad test for it, though. Like, because what if it's actually decent, but it doesn't matter? Because everyone's going to have that thought of Glovers. what could have been. In the back. That's true. A lot, a lot of, I mean, a lot of IPs have died on that same hill, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all right. We'll see you, keep you updated about what's going on with this Deadpool cartoon as more news comes to light. Moving right along to more things Marvel. Avengers Endgame has 
basically not is knocking off the last challengers on the uh, most successful <laughs> movies of all time list, which are the uh, House Cameron, as we'll put it in Game of Thrones oh, yeah. terms. Um, Titanic and Avatar still stand as the most successful movies of all time, but one of those just fell. Titanic is down as uh, Avengers Endgame crossed the two billion mark. Two billion, you know. T double O two W O dose billion two point one eight now right yeah, yeah. two point one eight in two weekends in two Jeez. weekends so That's record crazy. time and it's coming in the, like yeah it's tapping Avatar like on your left <laughs> it's coming up on it um yeah and I mean at this point we expect it to just overtake Avatar do Some you the, I mean I five think so I mean six hundred million is a big gap it's a gap like I my early most prediction mo- most was, movies like there are some movies that don't even make that. Like in yeah, those last two weeks, it it really depends. I feel like on this. We're back this to the conversation about legs. Yeah, yeah. this, this third weekend, weekend. If it drops so hard, I don't think it'll it'll hit it. It'll get close. No, but, say, but I don't think here's the thing: if it gets close, there's no way Disney won't pull a rabbit out of a hat to get people back in theaters to get to. But that. what well, do they do? Credit scene on it. Yeah, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna put a post credit scene we'll on it. They'll, they'll do something. It. Put some there's respect on that post credit scene. Yeah, like this. That's a I I predicted it would. It would probably pass Titanic, but yeah, that gap between I've seen you. We, we've all watched it, right? As these movies yeah. in their third and fourth week, you just see the they they do it by just little chipaways, right? It's one point eight, one point two, and it's like that's a big gap. Yeah, this to cover. I mean, this one is also Jim alluded to it, but it's also not like a purely organic finish that we might get. Mm-hmm. There's already like crazy camps of people who like Marvel fans who can't stand Avatar. <laughs> they want it are, to pass, yeah. yeah. The, you know, the hashtag whatever it takes is taking on a life of its own now mm-hmm. for the film and like what do we got to do to push That's this true. over over and get Avatar like I would love it. Look, it I'm not a We'll go see Endgame again. I, I will. You have three hours to spare. Disney will just write it off as a marketing expense. Like, they'll just go out and just buy $100 million worth of tickets. And That's something they would off. do, though, right? Yeah. I mean, according yes. to Captain Marvel, conspiracy theorists, yes, it absolutely <laughs> That's something they would do. Yes, it absolutely is. So we don't know. I mean, it's not a guarantee. I want to hope because no, I don't, I'm not an Avatar hater. I actually did a lot. I liked mm-hmm. Avatar. And, yeah. and Avatar was this, this, this like event yeah. kind of movie yeah, in exactly. the same way that Endgame kind of was in completely different aspects. Like Avatar was a thing that, that James Cameron just came up with and, you know, after he read like Pocahontas, Fern Gully, and some other stuff. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> but it was a, but it was a super. But it was just this. It was it was an event. It was like the true first three D. No, movie. it was yeah. The three. I mean, this kicked off the three D movie mm-hmm. era, and I mean, nothing has even come like really close right. since then to creating that event. And it was a once in a generation. Like yes, everybody bring everybody in your family to see this because you need to experience this. I think and I Endgame it. needed ten years. Yeah. So here's yeah. a question. Does the second Avatar movie pass Endgame if Endgame takes the top spot? Oh, absolutely not. We're going to get to that later because we have a whole <laughs> bunch of Avatar and stuff to talk. So right now, I mean, I think we can – let's get to it because I think right now it's a wait and see, but Avengers Endgame is in the running to become the most successful yeah. movie of all time. It has been like this last gap to finish, but 
I think you're right. Week three will tell the tale about what kind of legs it has. But then again, I mean, we were all like, week two is going to be the one. And <laughs> yeah. we just cruise through week two, and here we are. Crushed. Yeah. So we'll see what happens next week after week three. We'll have a better idea of this, so we'll come back and talk to you. Stay tuned, because when we get back, we're going to be talking about the whole new slate of Disney Fox films that are coming and Disney sequels that are coming and a whole bunch of movie stuff that's coming down the pike. So be sure to be here for that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. So let's jump All into this 700 list. of them. Yeah, Jeez. right? Like, like the press release came in and it was the list was two pages long. Yeah, Charlie yep. lost his mind. He couldn't handle all <laughs> I know. the incoming information. <laughs> I know he lost his mind because we were like trying to just break it up and do it. And he was just like, oh, <laughs> and he was like, no, but no, 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 no. this is he happening. Was, and this he is was happening. so this happy. Happening. I loved it. Yeah, it was just so it. crazy. So like so it, it, there are so many movies at play here, right? There's almost the entirety of, of Marvel Studios Phase 4. So there's about like four movies there. The three, the next three Star Wars movies, you got, you have all of the the live action remakes that Disney's doing. So right, so like the different games. You got Marvel, you got Star Wars, you got the live action Disney stuff. Pixar. You've got the the, the just we'll put it all into Disney animation. Yeah. Then you have all the Fox stuff that includes like Kingsman, and for whatever reason they're still kicking around New Mutants. Let it go, uh, right? And then and then you have, uh, and then you just have like the other artsy Fox stuff. Like that is just a. Like, categories that have at least yeah. three to four movies in them it's this nuts is disney's way of softball saying like we are thanos now we hold all the stones uh, like, we, are proof. <laughs> like, we are inevitable as soon as we make our fists like here it goes but let's start with some of the big things because we got to break this whole thing down yep. um the biggest paragraph by far in this whole uh, <laughs> essay that they put out about <laughs> what's coming is of course the plan for the holidays and every year from 2021 to basically 2027, <laughs> we uh, the weekend before Christmas, they're going to be alternating some sci-fi. There are uh, going to be children who know nothing but Avatar or Star Wars at yeah. Christmas. So as Jim just alluded, we're getting Avatar on one year of like before, right before <laughs> Christmas, and then the next year will be a Star Wars movie, then an Avatar movie, then a Star Wars movie, then an Avatar movie, and Star Wars movie, all the way from 2021 to 2027. We're talking five, uh, four more Avatar films and three new Star Wars films. Yeah. So those were all kind of given dates uh, mid to third week of December dates. Like I said, 2021, 2022, 22, and 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026, and 2027. That is going to be nuts. I mean, they're basically just locking down the Christmas blockbuster window for the foreseeable future. And now we can get to the question. Yeah. Because both of these are established IPs that have made big money, mm -hmm. but are at the same time in 2021 going to be entering like really big new phases. We're going to be getting these Avatar sequels from James Cameron, which have been at 2021. That's 12 years Jeez. after the first film. Okay. So 12 years later, we're going to start getting the first of four more of these. Um, and then three new Star Wars films, which right now we're all kind of assuming that it's going to be Ryan Johnson, director of The Last Jedi's um, new trilogy of films. Because rather, they just killed the Game of Thrones one, right? No. Oh, no. No, that's still in development. There's just Bell. nothing. Right. Solid. They've killed everything else. They're still at work on something, but that thing has not taken shape yet. 
Ryan Johnson's has taken shape and is kind of going down the pipeline. And, Remember when there was a whole slate of like one shot movies? Yeah, there was a whole lot of Star Wars that got wiped off the board <laughs> thanks to thanks to Solo. <laughs> it really is lived up to its name, Solo, the last Star Wars spinoff. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so we think it's gonna be Ryan Johnson's. He's just gonna be kind of working on these, shoot them back to you know, shoot them in succession like one year after the other, and then. That's out. a long time for Ryan Johnson to just like yeah to get crapped on by Star Wars fans yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but um, I mean could you imagine just like going through that process and just like not making anything else I can I mean, imagine Bruce wanting is. to go through it get it done yeah and just get it done yeah yeah because yeah trying to do it like do one and come back in three years and have to do this all again like yeah no like by the time you're done the third like you're in a completely different life era. And you're just like, you want to come out a completely like, different person. I don't even look at Twitter anymore, and I still got to <laughs> deal with this. Like, Yeah, so no, I mean, he's probably just going to be working on these and just kind of hammering them out. And it sounds like it's going to be the studio's only focus, so he'll probably have a lot of resources, mm -hmm. a lot of things. It won't be like, you know, if he needs a second, third, fourth unit crew, like, they'll be there. Yeah. They're not going to be, like, out shooting, like, the Lando story. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be good. But, um, yeah, that is the biggest thing. Um, Matt, I'm sure you had some things from like, I know you love these actual Disney, Disney films. <laughs> like the Disney, Disney film? Like, you know, uh, I, I was excited the for live action remake. I, okay. I'm really excited for Maleficent. I really, that, that first one is probably I one of the movie. most underrated Oh my God! I threw to you. I there's threw to you, and right this now. is what you do. With I love it. Maleficent, man. That was a great movie. No, anyway, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. It was so good. I'm oh. so happy for a sequel. Also, would you have rathered a, a Sleeping the, Beauty remake? No, that was one of the lowest films I think I've ever reviewed. Uh, like one of the lowest it. scores it had. Because I loved it. it. I don't want to get into this whole thing here, but Maleficent is just like a really thin and badly from the title, <laughs> like the implications of the title down to the movie, just like man bashing film, like where every dude is either inept or a villain or a villain who is inept. And it's just like, I don't know. So like women what? characters have been treated for the last you know, 40 years. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's fine. But I mean, I'm saying like, like, okay. It was paper thin and just like really poorly written and just kind of like, I don't know, man. It was just I didn't enjoy. My it, so. worry, my worry for this next Maleficent is that if it will suffer, <laughs> well, if if it will truly suffer from that second, uh, or like that second Alice in Wonderland movie did, because I loved the look of the first Tim Burton Alice yeah. movie. It was a, a fine, it was a fine movie, whatever. But I, I truly loved the look, and I really liked the look of Maleficent. And I think that's probably what carries a lot of the, you know, my like for that movie. And I just worry that that's not going to be enough for another one. I don't know what more of that story is left to tell, but. Am I? Okay. So, uh, and, and looking also at this, I am, I'm actually, I'm, uh, I'm not worried, but I'm intrigued by Mulan. I, I'm interested to see what they do with that property. Cause for oh, some man, reason. That's like a crouching tiger, hidden dragon esque type. I don't know what it is, but my faith in the live action adaptation is starting. They're to very, rain. they're incredibly hit and miss. Yes. So yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah. Like, it, like oh, there's new live action remakes. Yeah. Yeah. They're because, literally, in some cases, like hit, then miss. Yeah. Then so, like, I'm excited for Aladdin. I'm not as excited for Lion King. And I already see that happening with some of these other You're ones. You're not as excited well, for that's Lion like, King? No. That's oh, flipped that's from what I've heard a lot of people say. Yeah. I say, like, I think Lion King is going to be the one that makes. The ton, of, the money. ton yeah. of money. I think Aladdin will be will fall in the in the just fine range. Yeah, and then Maleficent will probably be. I done. think Aladdin will make its money because it clearly they have Maleficent kind of dumb it went into a <laughs> no. 
Dumbo was a flop. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's but I think uh, I, I Aladdin, I... Will, Aladdin will be okay because they're playing to a, like a wider demo. Yeah. Like that's an all quadrants mm-hmm. demo. Like you got your, you know, you got your black. It's got enough. It's got enough for Will Smith. But it's also got enough got, music in it too. Yeah, but when you look at which is like the theater crowds. But when you look at Beauty and the Beast though, whole Middle Eastern cast, like it's gonna, it's gonna. Because when you look at Beauty and the Beast though, I, I, that's my my favorite Disney movie, right? So. I would to tell see me those. You didn't like it? No, I loved it. Oh, okay. But when I watched those trailers and when I saw that movie, I I'm going for you to recreate the magic that was when I saw those animated. movies. You don't think Aladdin's going to do that? I think Aladdin oh, okay. is going to do. You it. don't think Lion King? Lion, do I look at Lion King right now and I don't see the fun and charm. I see oh, there's a bunch of animals. I think, I but think I don't see that that charm has not come through aside from that five second part with Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, I was going to say, though, that, that I was going to reference that. Like, yeah. when you see them singing Kuda Makata, like, there, I mean, that's... I hope it has kind of all heart. of that, because that movie does have a ton of heart and charm. I have a feeling that Jon Favreau is going to make The Lion King a refreshing experience. And that's, and that's a whole other aspect As opposed to just, like, King. what the trailers are showing you, which is recreations of the original. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be the in-between moments that we get that we didn't see in the Did you like The Jungle Book? going to be good. Did I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the Jungle Book. Yeah. And like changing that up, like changing the whole King Louis sequence. I had this yep. argument in here. Somebody didn't like it. But uh, I love Christopher Walken as King Louis mm-hmm. in that whole sequence. Oh, that's great. And how they changed it. I like that. it when they like, change yeah. little pieces, but I make no bones about it. People are going to see these movies. No. Not sure. for some for you to reinvent the wheel. They're going to see their favorites from the animation. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. What I mean by that is just like John Favreau can play a, a Timon and Pumbaa scene of comedy differently mm-hmm. than we got yeah. in the animated film, but still have them sing Akuna Matana and capture that yeah. magic. And that's what I think The Lion King is going to do a lot more of. I think it'll be a lot more change to the actual narrative and dialogue of the story and how the beats play while still retaining the songs yeah. and the kind of Africana culture stuff. So I think it'll be all right. And I don't know about, I know in the early leads up or lead ups to a lot of these Disney live action adaptations, it always seems like the directors say, we're not going to do music. And then everyone loses <laughs> their damn mind. And then they go, oh, no, 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 no. Music's back in. Like it happened with Mulan, Aladdin, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast even went through it at one point. I'm like, just stop. Just keep yeah, Part of commit, these movies work. No, you're going to do music. Yes, uh, Mulan. They said that, and then they kind of doubled back and said, "Well, it's going to have like we're we're going to do we're going to do some interesting mm-hmm. stuff with the music. Like, don't don't screw around. Just keep there's iconic songs in that movie. Just, just give me the it. tunes, man. Just, yeah, just do it. Uh, know what you're getting into. Um, but yeah, the the new one from Pixar, uh, Toy Story four. I know I'm one of the few on this place that's jazzed for that movie uh i'm always interested to see of course frozen 2 a lot of this yeah. stuff though comes out this year yeah yeah um, i mean i mean it is a packed slate just 2019 uh yeah maleficent 2 frozen 2 rise of skywalker yeah, maleficent 2 is one that just like they filmed in secret and was like oh by the way we're just and like yeah, earlier this year we're like oh it's coming out this year and it was like wait what? that surprised me that it's so early <laughs> i was like that's october that is a quick yeah, pixar's on, early next year is pixar's onward a new kingsman movie which i keep forgetting is yeah. coming like early next year so like yeah i mean we got a lot but let's talk fox side and superheroes again so we got dark phoenix coming out this year but new mutants is back Right? Like, hey, I mean, it's not back. It's just still on the schedule. <laughs> yeah, for it was never uh, taken April off the 3rd <laughs> of next year. 2020. <laughs> it's still playing. How many delays is that? When were we? I can't even remember. When were we? Kofi, they have to reshoot the whole movie. 
Like, were we supposed Twice to get it 2017? Yeah. Like, I don't even remember anymore. I've been working here. I feel like since I've started working here, new, I've been waiting to see <laughs> That's like telling like someone your invite is in the mail year, and, like, for yeah, years. Yeah, I'm just joking. I think, <laughs> but it's been delayed, like, twice already. Like, yeah. I don't even Like, just tell them they're not invited already. Like, don't <laughs> yeah. tell them your invitation's lost in the I mail I mean, the only years. way <laughs> that I think New Mutants still counts is if they play with some idea, and this has been kind of floated around the office already, of connecting it to, like... A Marvel multiverse thing because now that possibility is much more on the table. Yeah, but such an awful idea, though. Right. I mean, it depends how New Mutants turns out. I mean, this is the one apparently that everybody's pinning their eternal hopes on because they just keep sticking with it, sticking with it. And if it comes out and it's just like a mediocre dud of a movie, like I'm gonna come on this show and like, <laughs> I mean, smash that's what it's new, gonna be. Smash At this point, there is no Warlock way figure. that that movie does any more like. The expectation for that movie was not high to begin with. Like it was a supposed to be this horror. No, it's like one of those things you've made into a thing. Right. Yeah, it's Duke Nukem Forever now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The legend has gotten so much. That is the perfect analogy for it. At this point, we just want to see it like done. Like we just want to see, oh, it's a thing. And then everyone's gonna grab on it. Except the problem was except the problem was I was the one who bought the ultimate edition of Duke Nukem Forever because I wanted to Did you get the statue? Yeah I got the statue. (laughs) I don't want to see this movie. I don't want to see new mutants. I don't care. Uh, that game was trash. (laughs) (laughs) So who knows? Maybe it'll be the last guardian. Maybe it'll be fine with some flaws. There you go. There's my positive I mean we left out the big thing which is Disney's Cruella. I'm actually excited about that. I keep forgetting that that exists. I do too, but that's I'm what, excited. That's, Are you that's, excited for this to one, be the, ma- the Maleficent of the dog world? <gasps> that's the one. That's the one with Emma Stone. Right? Yeah, yeah. God, which man. it's enough to get me excited about most movies. When does that come out? Oh, that's Wednesday, December twenty third of twenty twenty, I believe. Okay. All right. So there's still it's a it's a it's a bit far up, but yeah, no, I'm I'm actually excited for that movie. Yeah. You know what was surprisingly not on here. Oh, stop it. What? I know what you're going to say. Poor, I have no clue. What am I going to say? You're going to say, you're going to explain why Channing Tatum is now putting oh, nude on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> no. But we, I mean, we need to cut. We need to oh, that wasn't that. it? Where that were you talking about? Uh, Little Mermaid's not on here. Oh. Oh. Mm, Lin Manuel Miranda's Little Mermaid. Oh. That is true. Oh, I didn't wow. think about that. But j- while we're. Wait, wait, while that, we're on, did get put out of its misery. It. I think he's working on all the raps for that one, but like, he <laughs> <laughs> uh, was good in Mary Poppins. I liked him. I thought you were about to throw shade at Gambit because the, you know there's New Mutants lives, but Gambit <laughs> dies. Like that's the world we're living in now. The, pro, the only, the only reason, the only reason New Mutants lives is because they happened to shoot it. Like, like Gambit, it's done. Like it's, it's just done. It's done. Like Gambit, Gambit never, never got started. There. <laughs> now Channing Tatum's posing nude in the shower on Instagram, trying to get, trying to get that Gambit. The closest back. Gambit came to like being an actual thing is like they had who the catering was going to be. Like somewhere on a piece of paper, they're like, oh, we. Booked How many? I mean, that movie had like four directors. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I went through a bunch of them. God. Doug Lyman was on there mm-hmm. for a while. Was Louis Leterrier attached at one point or another? I think there, um, wasn't uh, Rupert. What's his face? Uh, uh, Rupert Wyatt. Yep. Attached yep. To, at one point. God. Like, poor yeah. Gambit. Oh man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, let's Lauren be, let's, let's be totally. I mean, that was Lauren Schuler Donner's fault. That was like never a film. Oh, they yeah. just were talking to Channing Day and Tatum. She wanted to hold Channing Tatum up over the uh, mm-hmm. X Men universe to, around that magic mic time and like. She was just like, yes, we got Channing Tatum. Remember at this party? Remember that that period of like two years or so where everyone started to take those like big, 
group photos or it was like Dark Universe had one. Yeah. And then there was the one that had all the X-Men movies. Yep. You know, that was like together. about a year or so ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just like a great thing. Like that needs to be hung up on the freaking Overlook Hotel wall now. It's just like franchises that die, but are still somehow around. <laughs> yeah. Universal's Dark Universe. They get like Javier Bardem, yeah. freaking God, Tom Cruise. In photo shoots, they clearly no one was in the same room for. They just pasted them all together. Yeah. Yeah, there's just like, and then Sophia Botella, like randomly in the background, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> with Russell Crowe, Tom Cruise, Javier. Uh, oh I man, and now, so and now, much. yeah, the X Men universe. <laughs> I was Jennifer for Lawrence that. sitting there with Channing Tatum, like thinking, oh, I'm never gonna, I'm out of here. Like, I was rooting for that universe so hard. <laughs> universe, so was I. Dark universe, yeah. I mean, this horror superhero thing you think would be like a no brainer and easy to put out, but we keep talking about it like. Hellstrom's gonna be the real first one to come along. <laughs> who, who saw that coming? <laughs> yeah, Hellstrom. Like, that was, wasn't Transformers people. supposed to have one too? At one point, it's still yeah. Oh no, no, the writers' room that was dissolved. Oh, the writers' people saw dissolved, last but... night, and somebody was like, "Why am I paying a room full of people <laughs> to come up with that?" <laughs> Started over, Bumblebee, like, and that's what happened with that. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, Gambit's there was, there gone. Was the writers' room for like the GI Joe stuff that they want yep. to do. Oh. Yeah. Oh man. Was but, that uh, I'm just glad, I'm that glad that we we finally have gotten to a point where I feel like most studios are finally backing off of the we need a cinematic universe like Marvel. Well, that's just does. what They're Hollywood just, does. Like somebody does something really good, everybody else is like, we need to do this too. They get into it. They're like, oh, we never really understood how to do this <laughs> because if we ha could have invented Facebook, we would have invented Facebook, and then it all falls apart to the tune of a lot of money and waste investment and meanwhile marvel's just like on your left to two billion dollars right. in for endgame and like that's where we are at least dc is beginning to learn a little bit like yeah. they're just like dc eu i don't know what that is we never officially coined it so uh here's <laughs> just dc film then movie. didn't they come up with another name for it which was at like their wb press like, no they just called it dc films yeah okay. it was just the name yeah. of the division yeah yeah and now it's just like we're just gonna make movies movie by movie and if you like them, maybe we'll connect them. Like, which is like the speculation <laughs> about Joker now. Like, it's supposed to be the standalone story, but if people really like it, hey, did you oh, hear about the Batman? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Gambit, we hardly knew ye. Ho hopefully, in the next 10 years, Marvel Studios will actually give us a proper Gambit and, like, you and know, be a whole rogue really. God, but at this point, it feels like it's going to be like 10 years before we see something like that. I mean, five to ten, definitely. I mean, yeah. it definitely is. I feel like it's getting to the point where we. Like just I'm going to be like forty when. Well, yeah, like I'm going to be forty when that happens. I'm almost forty now, man. It's all right. <laughs> You'll still be here. Go away. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, God, I'm a baby. I'm almost Jones, like yeah. Go away. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost forty now, and I lived to see Endgame, and I thought that was a long stretch back when. I was just trying to get people to read about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So here we are. You'll be there before you know it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, remember New Mutants was coming out yesterday, and that was like four years ago. So here we are. But all right, that'll do it for uh, Disney's upcoming slate. We have a full breakdown of that on the comicbook.com, so check that out. Now to the thing that we're actually named for. Matthew Aguilar is going to take us through the hottest thing happening in comics this week. Break it down for us, buddy. It's comic time. That's my own little thing mm. came up with it. You keep doing that, That's we're going to make you jingle. do a dance. <laughs> I think we're just going to gonna clip that out now, <laughs> and, just, and then we'll have just Brian play it. It's comic time. Okay. So, uh, one, it was free comic book day uh, over the week. Did you actually? It was a good uh, free comic book day. 
Kofi, did you? I worked. I worked the, it. Oh uh, no, I, I had to. I worked at the local comic book shop. I had to. Uh, yep. Yeah, like I just I retired from Free Comic Book Day uh, a while ago because now I just get everything in like trades, graphics, and you know downloads. So, I, I okay, real quick before I launch into this, Free Comic Book Day will always have a special place because it was one of the first like. Uh, during the wooing period between me and my wife, when you go to things that the like you won't ever want to go to, you know, she went to Free Comic Book Day with me, and it was like one of our like first because just because it kind of happened around that time we met, Aww. and so yeah, she spent four hours at a comic store because I mean the line was long and it's a bunch of stuff or whatever, <laughs> and. She she passed it off like she enjoyed it. She told me later, like, <laughs> seriously, that was so long. <laughs> but you know what? I liked it. So it always holds a special place. Uh, so yeah, so anyway, there was actually some really cool issues that came out as a part of Free Comic Book Day. One of the ones was actually Avengers, uh, which one of the cool things from Jason Aaron's run kind of towards the beginning of this uh, has been these old Avengers, these ancient Avengers. Yeah, I said on like the last show, I really like Yeah, like, Avengers. so you'll be happy with this. Thousand uh, by the way, uh, spoiler Ten. warning, I should put in here because we're going to get into a lot of spoilers for this week's books. Um, so you'll be ecstatic. Somehow Iron Man, our current Iron Man, finds himself in their past. And so like the last issue or the last page is like, hey, and it's that entire team. And they're like, who are you worrying? Because he's trying to figure out why there's no Wi-Fi and like all these ancient monsters are attacking him and he doesn't understand it. And so he meets that whole crew. So it looks like they're going to bring them back into this storyline in kind of a big way over the next few issues. Uh, they have some of the coolest designs. I was kind of bummed initially that they didn't feature them more after mm -hmm. kind of building them up so much and like the pre-marketing for it. Uh, but it looks like they're going to bring them back in. Uh, so I'm actually excited about that. Also, evidently Black Panther, Blade, and Ghost Rider are trying to uh, exorcise his car, which is just a fun thing that I feel like is only in comic books. <laughs> and that's a cool thing. Sounds uh, like it also could be an episode of Supernatural. Uh, also, we meet like this weird uh, Shi'ar themed Avengers team, which has like Captain Corsair. It's essentially like the Star Jammers mixed with the Avengers. And you have a brood Thor, which is just Cool. Like, it's a really cool-looking team. I feel like that was in Avengers Forever. Like, they had something like that. They, and quality. they've played with this whole, like, yeah. let's toss it. And we don't know, like, if they're part of our time or Wasn't that universe. kind of what, like, the Revengers looked like? like a the, little the bit. Like, comic team? Yeah. And so, uh, and of course, and there's a couple other members of this team. But, I mean, I always like the idea of teams. of just throwing a, a bunch of cool ideas out there. We'll see if it actually sticks, because mm -hmm. a lot of times Marvel can, like, throw these teams out there and it doesn't know what to do. Well, with them, but it was, I mean, it's Jason Aaron thing. That dude, if he's on a run, he'll, he'll come back to it. He'll go, yeah, okay. Uh, which, and this is, because, yeah. I mean, look at those, just those prehistoric Avengers. Right. They were thinking, now he's come back to it. Uh, Captain Marvel number five, uh, which is Kelly Thompson and Carmen Carnero. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Thank you. Uh, you better be. Uh, okay, she's awesome. Her art is fantastic. Like, I don't people, you better be, Aguilar. Uh, like I know, I know. I was just saying, I hope I did. I looked it up, but I'm just double checking. Uh, the conclusion is to re-entry, which is this uh, series where they've been, like, kind of stranded in this closed off uh, Roosevelt Island that's kind of this dystopian thing and no one knows why it's cut off from the no, rest that's, of the world. That's just Roosevelt Island. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I do not endorse the thoughts of Jim Viscardi. <laughs> Roosevelt Island is weird. <laughs> if any of our fans are in Roosevelt Island. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's really cool because it's amazing what a little TLC 
uh, can do to characters like Hazmat, Echo. Man, like Echo was just kind of abandoned out there and it's just been kind of, you know, been brought back for every so often. Well, for so a couple was of Hazmat, years. right? Wasn't she yeah. just one of the ones that, like, the leftover characters from Avengers Academy that just didn't yeah. really get anything? And they're awesome here because they actually have had a role, a very specific role to play in this storyline. They've actually put some character work into them. So now we actually have this kind of little team. It's not a team, but going forward, we have some kind of rehabilitated characters mm -hmm. that you can now see in this book and it's great so it just shows that even the weirdest character can be awesome if you just give it some some time and love right i'm waiting like, for my make him, a, make him a co-host on a podcast wow that's hurtful <laughs> <laughs> that's very hurtful why uh, i was saying that was a positive thing was it was it positive the weirdest character he doesn't can be weirdest <laughs> character right. can be great if you put them in the right place show some tender love and care uh <laughs> another free comic book day issue is spider-man uh so this is donny cates and ryan stegman this is actually the lead up to absolute carnage uh which is Ooh, is this gonna be a good carnage story i can't tell you yet because this is no, i was so charlie has been keeping up with like the Venom books, and he's all in on the Venom stuff. Donny Cates, number one fan, Charlie Ridgely. Uh, he was a little confused as to where this sits, like, in the timeline of stuff that's going on in those books. Uh, but it's promising. It's essentially, we don't, we can't tell if this is actually Eddie Brock or the suit, as because now those are two separate people. Like, Eddie Brock is actually a separate person. And, oh, right, yep. yeah, uh, the suit is actually walking around kind of looking like but also, Eddie Brock. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Carnage is the Carnage symbiote plus the null. The null thing is the affecting. Null thing. Yeah. Right. And so in this book, which is actually great, because in this issue, they actually go back to before Cates took over mm -hmm. with Lee when he had a temporary new owner mm -hmm. for a minute. And they, they meet, and he like reaches into his chest and pulls out what's left of it. Mm -hmm. All right. Because that's joins. the whole thing. Like, isn't Carnage supposed to like going out to like hunt the previous symbiote? Yeah. But Most? this is Venom. That's he, true. It's it's Brock, right? So I don't. It's it's confusing, and I feel like they'll reveal that it's confusing from a mystery perspective, not a convoluted perspective. But I'm interested to see where this goes because if this is just Eddie Brock hunting, mm -hmm. but I think he's out with his son, like trying to keep him safe from things. So there's a lot of intrigue here. It could be good. He sees Spider-Man by the very end. So I mean, we're gonna get venom slash carnage slash spider-man so you're not gonna miss that if that's what you're looking for uh but kate's has done some really interesting things with this whole uh you know mythos mm -hmm. so i'm i'm excited like it could be good i have i'm optimistic i'm cautiously optimistic uh also moving on to dc batman and the outsiders number one hey uh, dc getting some shine here brian hill and uh, dexter soy this is a team that was kind of explored in the not last run, but the run before that of Detective Comics. Um, and in this one, we actually get like Duke, uh, the Signal, Orphan, Katana, and Black Lightning are essentially the team. Um, Signal kind of has needed, he, he has an interesting premise, but he needs some, some time to grow as a character. This so far is a very nice launch. It looks like he could actually get that, so I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, Orphan's being a great character, over the last two years, they've done a lot with her. So this looks to be continuing in the right direction. Uh, Batman's in it, but he, it's, a, it's a limited role, uh, which I think is good, because I think this needs a personality other than just, mm -hmm. oh, it's Batman's eighth team. You know? <laughs> <laughs> eighth team book, because it feels like every book he has now is that. Um, also, and ironically, I talk about he doesn't have a team, but in Detective Comics, uh, this is actually 
one of the best Robin, like Batman and Robin classic uh, storylines mm-hmm. I've read since Grayson held the cow. Because those were, okay. honestly, to me, that's the bar yep. for Damien team-up stories of like Batman and Robin is when Grayson was Batman. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that same thing reflected. So far in the new run of Detective, they've managed to kind of capture that magic between him and Bruce. Mm-hmm. And it's it's refreshing. Like it, they have some really genuinely fun moments and they're always kind of, Damien pushes the boundaries, but he's not the complete jerk that he can be written as. Now it makes me miss J- Dick as Batman, though. I Man, I miss that, that so much. So great. They, they wasted that. But um, this, book, this book has the cool... Arkham thing, right? Yeah, so uh, they actually reveal the identity of Arkham Knight in this. Um, it's great, too, because they actually reveal it at the very beginning of the book, mm-hmm. but then <laughs> Damien, like, she reveals herself to Damien, and he's like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> so the <laughs> she great? is not Jason Todd. No. Uh, the daughter of Arkham. Mm-hmm. So, like, Astrid Arkham. I'm like, okay. Interesting. I will see what happens there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it. I'm I'm just glad it wasn't anything to do with Todd or a dead sidekick. Like I don't need it to be. I don't need it to be a rehashing of that storyline. Eighty minutes. Yeah, what if it was Tim Drake? No, no. I don't want it. Just do something different with it. I was happy. I was happy. So so far, I've been really enjoying that series. Uh, by the way, that is uh, Peter Tomasi and Brad Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, also uh, for DC, keeping on the DC train, uh, DC Inc. is there. Um, I don't know how you would describe this imprint. It, it's kind of for mature readers, uh, and it uses a color palette that's very. Um, it's all like two different colors, and that's the entire color palette of the book but it's mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous uh so they did a Mara one which was tidebreaker wasn't there some controversy around this one um there was controversy around the author because the author has written some other books that at one point were like banned from and i can't remember off the top of my head if they were mm-hmm. banned from schools or they were oh. banned. There, there was some kind of thing of like so one of her books or something were banned because of <coughs> kind of adult content um this one is i mean this one is a mature Reader's book, not in the uh, Batman damned like, oh, hey, you're going to see some. Yeah, it's not that. But it does tell a, you know, a more mature and an adult storyline. There's there's language in here, but also just I mean, it kind of depicts some uh, parental violence and some other things. Uh, Her home is not great. Mm -hmm. Selena's. but it's it's fantastic. Like you really should. If if you're looking, especially for I know we talk to a lot of fans of the podcast that are always kind of like, I'm looking to get into comics, I'm looking at something, and I don't have to go and hunt eighty thousand back issues to understand. This is literally a one-stop shop. You pick it up, it comes out this Wednesday. Uh it's absolutely gorgeous. I could not recommend it more. Um also, uh, last one here is Excellence Number One, uh, which is from Image. It's uh, Brandon Thomas and uh, Carrie Randolph. Uh, this one is about I- I'm a sucker for magic. Mm. So anytime magic is, in, is involved in a series. Uh, and this one is about a young man named Spencer who essentially, there's a lot of like, there's a hierarchy of magic users. It has all this, all this lore and mythology of why they do it. And they're all called something different. It kind of has a little bit of a Harry Potter feel in mm-hmm. that respect. But... The actual interesting stuff is the f- dysfunctional family dynamic that is at the center of it and someone trying to live up to expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, first issue so far, really interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked uh, to have another magic book that doesn't – sometimes magic book gets do you, do you like the magic order? Yes, I do. Um, 
and then I also liked uh, Justice League Dark has a bunch of magic. Like there's there's some other books out there that are really good. This one doesn't. This one keeps the focus though on the family <laughs> relationship between like a father and a son. That stuff is compelling throughout. And then you, when you get to the cool magic scenes with wands and there's stuff flying all over the place, it has more of an impact because it's like feels earned. Right. It doesn't feel like you're just doing a bunch of dazzle stuff and then like, oh, hey, here's some character thrown in. Uh, so that first issue comes out Wednesday. So if you want to hop onto something new, that is it. So that's all me. All right. So before we get out of here, I thought we'd check back in because uh, we haven't done reviews in a long time. Hey! And we're mm. looking for you guys to keep uh, reviewing the show if you're new, if you've just hopped on. We've had a lot of hop-ons with the recent Avengers Endgame kind of coverage. So if you're new to the show, be sure to uh, go on any one of the venues where you can listen. You can listen on comicbook.com. We have an RSS feed, but you can also listen on Apple, on uh, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and you can say uh, Comic Book Nation Podcast. you got to throw in that podcast word. Comic Book Nation Podcast in any uh, Amazon Alexa device and also play us there. Uh, so if you do, please leave us a... Uh, good five-star review and we will read some of them on air and send you some comic book swag if you so desire one of these fancy t-shirts for those yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're watching well, us well, right well. now jim viscardi is sporting a, a little preview of what you can get these shirts are so comfortable um we've also had some fans do some other things that have gained our attention like just you know big us up on social media mm -hmm. for, awesome. for no Thank reason you. and share us with others so if you're doing that stuff too we're watching and we're going to be uh talking to you but i thought i'd read it uh one review that you know matt you're probably uh gonna like this one and if we've read it before which has happened on this show before <laughs> i apologize uh this one's called love the show by joey duda and it says i really enjoy this podcast for the simple reason that you actually talk about comic books you touch on movies tv shows games but you talk about actual comic books and that is missing from so many podcasts with the word comics in the title more talk about books to buy and constant complaining, please. Be excellent to each other and thanks. Oh, oh Matt, that's uh, for you, look buddy. Look at that. So nice. And this one we also take, uh, it's from somebody who likes the sportsing side of life. <laughs> uh, Tim NFL, one of the only non-football pods I enjoy. I love this podcast because of the knowledge and experience brought in. I've been searching for a non-football podcast I can actually enjoy, and this is it. Question, what are the odds of one of the newly acquired assets from Fox are in a post-credit scene. This one was before Endgame, obviously. <laughs> uh, the answer, zero. Mm -hmm. Zero. Well, I'm going to read one because uh, Kofi kind of put me on blast when he read one of the ones I read, <laughs> saying that, that he thinks I wrote I it. I that. Uh, the, the dude writes in on iTunes uh, and says, it's hard to find a good podcast that covers a wide variety of topics in pop culture while still uh, approaching with deep thought, love, and respect. I also love the workplace banter between the hosts of this podcast. Critical opinions are presented as such, and they never make you feel dumb or wrong, even if you have differing viewpoints. I think that might also have something to do with the podcasters sometimes having different viewpoints amongst themselves, which is a nice breather from the mob mentality that is sometimes seen in geek culture. P.S. Kofi Outlaw's return to podcasting is a nice rebirth of that other podcast he can't legally name. Hmm. <laughs> That's a true fan. Mm -hmm. That's not me. I don't do my own press. Oh, man. That is my own. That is just a true fan who's been riding with me for a long time. So thank that fan. Get that man a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so we read your review. Uh, please hit us up in any, any way. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, you want to send us an email to editor at comicbook.com or Yeah, you can uh, find us at way. the hashtag comicbooknation or you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. Uh, you can find me at Matt Aguilar. At Jim Viscardi. 
And it's that app, Jim Viscardi, you want to hit up for those t-shirts. That's right. So be sure to do that. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation podcast. We'll see you guys next episode. Thanks for being cool. Thanks for being with us. And we'll see you again. Deuces. All right.